Well, here we are. We're back. The Slinging Stones podcast brought to you by The Thrive Ministry. I'm Andy, and that over there across the table in the room from me is Luke. Where? There he is. Oh, there he is. So it, it's 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 big. We officially reached, and I know it's not about numbers, but we officially reached the thousand listens mark. One K. We're at like a thousand seven. One K. That's. I mean, it's a you big put, deal. You know, for me anyway. I was pretty proud. I was like, yes. Look, <laughs> I just I would like to personally thank everyone who leaves us on repeat. That you know, it's probably. Secret Mitsubishi. I, I'm doing it. <laughs> I figured it was the Mitsubishi no, force feeding no. us to his office. Oh man, you know, you know. I tell you what, he's got some very, very loving office folk that just. I don't know if they love him or if they're just terrified. No, but you you got to imagine though, like if they have to listen to us one day a week, oh, that's wow. got to suck. <laughs> 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 On a level. <laughs> Okay, let's let's dissect this on a level of suckage. You know, one being eh, not so bad, and ten being the highest level of sucktivity. What would it be? I don't know. I mean, it's not nails on a chalkboard. It's not like squealing brakes. Is it it's, like when you're at the beach and you've had a shower and you get ready to go out to eat and you're like, "Dead gummit, how'd that piece of sand get down there?" Okay, so I'd put it on a level of probably um, when you're watching a baseball game. And the announcers, and you get the one guy that whistles really loud or oh, yeah. yells at the yells yeah. every time. So yeah, it's probably that. So oh, like, if, he, okay. if they if that would be quiet, I can enjoy this. Right. If he so, would just shut up, you know, kind of probably like what they're thinking. What right Mitsubishi's now. offices yeah. office people is thinking is if they'll if just they'll shut, shut up, up, I could be productive today. <laughs> we we could have a better day if they would. You just know, shut the up. owner of that company is probably going. Why is my product? productivity going down what is going on here hats off to the patience of those people absolutely and you know I, I, it i tell you what we're gonna i'm gonna make this claim everybody that's listening in mitsubishi if you know who mitsubishi is if you're listening in his office he owes you a lunch that's right and i'm not going <laughs> to tell you his name but his initials are jeff evans <laughs> oh, oh did i say that oh you're gonna get in so <laughs> much trouble Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. Right now, Nick DeCarty's thinking, I'm glad the focus isn't on him. Yeah, he's like, I'm glad I mow grass. <laughs> <laughs> the only people I owe lunch uh, is these fire ants. So we, uh, so we, <laughs> golly. How did we get there? It was bad. It was a bad start. We probably need to just hit stop and go ahead and just re-record it. No, that would be a lie. Um, they would be like, oh, that, that so, episode was so, so smooth. So I don't know. Did I did I mention what happened during the Rick Burgess interview? Did I did I tell the people what happened? Oh, about you having to oh, do where it I all screwed over. up. So you told me. I don't know if you told. So I don't know else. if y'all know this. So when Rick came on, we were sitting there, we were chit chatting beforehand, and I said, "All right, Rick, let's do this." You know, and <laughs> we go on and da 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 da, and I'm I'm starting to ask the first question, and I look down, and my light down here in front of me is green still, and I'm like, "Oh no!" And he's in the middle of like. A statement and i'm like rick 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 i said man i'm i'm so sorry i didn't hit record and it would have probably been all right if it was like probably michael harrell or somebody else but rick does radio yeah so, he's kind of a big deal so yeah that was pretty embarrassing but um so speaking of so due to scheduling conflicts we will not be having mickey ferguson on maybe someday 
Yeah, he's a busy guy right now. I got a lot of things going on. So, but maybe we'll find somebody to slide into that Sunday role for us. Um, but let's let's kind of dive off into other stuff. So, um, had a good event with God Did It on uh, this past Tuesday, uh, the twenty fifth. The mixer. Yeah. So the mixer. It was fun. It was great to see um, what God did at Ministries and Sanchez. What he's kind of uh, redirecting. So. Um, if you don't know, I'm, you know, we promote Sanchez and, and God did it. Uh, he's refocusing God did it into a stroke awareness and ministry towards stroke awareness with preparation for, um, you know, families, for uh, victims of it, the families of the victims learning, you know, kind of what, you know, the signs are learning kind of how to deal. It's it's going to be pretty cool. But, um, you know, hey, the man is moving about. He's, he is a he's, man. He's about gonna be, hey, he's doing. He's he's singing at City Fest. What? Yeah, at Alabaster City Fest. I had no idea. Yeah, he's on the docket, man, with Sister Hazel. Sister Hazel's gonna be there. Get out of there. Yeah. Is he gonna be? Like, he's is he? Is he not gonna be singing with Sister? Hazel? I don't know if he was singing. If he insane. was singing all for you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's a song that was that's just a song, in my mind. Man. Um, so that'll be cool, and um. So yeah, so he's he's moving about, but so a couple cool things coming up in the future. Uh, first of all, uh, May seventh, it's a Sunday, Sunday night, five to seven at Hargis Christian Camp Dad Church. The first official event or first official meeting is uh, is happening. So pretty excited about that. If excited you're a dad, about, you're invited. Uh, yeah. So um, if you're gonna be a dad, you're invited. Um, let me let me go to the email. So um, you can read. Oh, I'm sorry, it's not at Hargis. My bad. My whoa, ooh, I take that back. Wait, what? It's at Redemption Church at K Springs. I thought it was going to be at Hargis. Uh, that's a hundred percent on me. I thought it was too. I had a girl. Um, so way to go, way to go. You're you're spaghetti drunk. Yeah, I did just eat about. Well, I didn't know. I my my son just crushed some spaghetti. Like five bowls. Hammer down. Yeah. So uh, Rick Dykes, the the uh, founder of Dad Church, he uh, said, just bring a friend. Um, if you're going to come, pray for the service, uh, which we'll do. Um, and it's going to be really, really cool. So we'll put kind of details of that on the Facebook page. Uh, as of right now, I do believe Luke and I will be there. So I'm bringing a friend. Most likely Mitsubishi. <clears throat> really? Maybe. Really, I have to. I have to confirm that. You know, he's a busy guy, being tall and all, right. uh, head in so, the clouds. You know, but June eleventh, that's another Sunday night. Cultivate Men. I'm ready. Cultivate Men is back up another event, and they've got tumblers now. Did you see that? What they've got cups. What are the little? Not they're not Yetis, but they're the cups. But they got oh yeah, not quite Yetis. Not quite Yetis. Um, man, I got that cool shirt that I bought. They didn't have any my size. Yeah, they don't come in like super large. They didn't come. Yeah, they don't come in tint. <laughs> so I bought that uh, that that cool black shirt. Yeah, you know I'm just gonna be wearing my Thrive shirt. So, uh, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll throw down with some Thrive. But um, so a lot of cool events coming up. Pretty excited about seeing what the spring and summer schedule looks like for men's ministries. Um, once again, we encourage. Uh, if you're a men's ministry or you're looking for men to come speak, you're looking for speakers, you're looking for just something to break the monotony, we'd love to come speak. We'd love to come put a message down in front of your men, a challenge. Um, 
you know, uh, just kind of a, you know, a self-reflection kind of a thing to look in the mirror and see where you're falling short in your oh, yeah. family and your church and your community. Um, that's what we're, that's one thing we're, uh, we're pretty good at we can we can hammer out and we can take the hammering too because we well we, you know we we've got a lot of experience being guys mm-hmm. i mean so you know it, it's 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 not something that's alien to us and serious business you know we goof around for the first 10 15 minutes on this podcast but when we get on the stage and ready to bring it we're all business when we're dressed up for that because you know just as jesus said i'm about my father's business when it's time to when it's time to present the gospel and present the truth, we're all about our father's business. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so that's all the events as of right now. So we are um, continuing, you know, the podcast every week. We we plan to get some interviews on there. I know we'd said we have more by now, but it's just been life's been busy. People are busy. People are busy. So if you we, have any suggestions. Of somebody that we might get. Yeah. Hey, I tell you what, if, if, if you have any suggestions, I'm going to whisper this so he can't hear me. Email Luke at Luke at the Thrive Ministry.com. He needs emails on his, on his email. I can hear you. Oh, sorry. You got the headphones on. <laughs> I can hear you. Oh, man. We're, we're four feet apart. We're four feet apart. I was whispering. Uh, and? Yeah. <laughs> I might not can see very well, but I can hear kind of good. Yeah. All right. Wait, so, what? what? Did you say something? So. Okay, so you ready? Man, that email, you know, I don't know how to take that. Should I say thanks or what? or was that a low key jab, you know, cuz I'm not getting emails or I don't I, get I don't get emails either. <laughs> we're both losers. We're both losers. With a cap. I've been waiting to call somebody a loser on this podcast you know, for a my, year. My 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 biggest problem is just finding time to get down on the computer and 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 update the webpage. I wasn't going to say nothing about it. Yeah. Cuz I mean, I don't do much of anything. Other than sit here in this chair. Yeah, that's true. You're a good promoter of it. I mean, I try. I try. I can be a little pushy with it. You know, everywhere I go, hey, I tell people. You know, it. we continually forget that there is a box of T-shirts, Thrive T-shirts, right there. There sure are. Y'all so, want a T-shirt? You got to buy. Us know. Yeah, let us know. I mean, it's They're like, not free 99 No, it's 15 bucks. But, it it goes to support the the ministry. I mean, just know that we ain't knocking down no cash on them T-shirts. No, but it would go to support um, some things we have in the future working. So. Yeah, like, you know, maybe another case of water or I, I, no, get I, Andy some antacids yeah, after he eats. Yeah, I apologize, guys. I, look, I, I just told you in the kitchen it wouldn't gassy, be a podcast gassy if, you over here. if you weren't belching in the mic. Thanks, Luke. I appreciate you. You're such a Barnabas. I love you. <laughs> I love you. It's tough love. but Tough love. <laughs> you know. You what know, is it? What is it? Doctor Phil says Texas tough love. That's right. Well, you know, it's kind of like the love in the way that some people, for whatever reason, like boiled okra. Mm. That's gross. For it is better. I mean, all right. So we are in Romans five, verses six through eleven tonight. So um, I don't know how far we're going to get. There's a lot in these five verses. There is a ton in these five verses, but we're about to get into you know Romans. Romans 1 through, you know, Romans chapter 1 through, you know, chapter 4, we're good. But I'm going to tell you what, when you get into 5 through probably the end of Romans, it, it's, Meaty. it's absolutely, it's, Meaty. it's, it's a boxing match. Um, it's, it's tough. It's training. It's, 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 um, 
I would say it, it puts blisters on you to build the calluses and to build the strength that you're going to need in your spiritual walk. Hey, and I want to hear some <clears throat> feedback from people. I want to know what you think. Yeah, it would be nice. You know, just uh, tell I don't want to hear, hey, you stink. But, I mean, if that's what's on your heart, I'd, I'd take it. It could be like that guy. It could be like that guy at the event. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> we're not going to bring that up. No. That's, um, that's that. we're going to put that under the blood and move on. Grace. All right. So here we go. So uh, I'm just going to read out this whole section right here, and then we'll kind of just uh, dive in. You ready? Let's hear it. All right. So Romans chapter five verse six. For while we were still weak, at the right time Christ died for the ungodly. For one will scarcely die for a righteous person, though perhaps for a good person one would dare even to die. But God shows his love for us in that while we are still sinners, Christ died for us. Since therefore we have now been justified by his blood, much more shall we be saved by him from the wrath of God. Verse 10 says, For if while we were enemies, we were... For if while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son, much more now that we are reconciled, shall we be saved by his life. More than that, we also rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received reconciliation. So we see the word reconciled a bunch, mm. right? What, three, four times? Mm -hmm. So just to kind of stir the conversation, what 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 is reconciled in in Luke kind of look like? Making up, making things right. Okay, you know, coming back together with to fix something that was broken on a personal level. Mm hmm. Okay. Um. So. My, is it safe to assume that making right is making right on what happened so much in the past for the fall? No, I don't, I don't think it's that as much as it is admitting that, you know, what you are a sinner, mm -hmm. um, admitting that the grace of God is what is bringing you back through the power of the blood of Jesus Christ. Because without that, there would be no reconciliation. There would only be condemnation. You know, it's two different countries there, reconciliation or condemnation. And, you know, you're, you're going to live in one or the other. We've, we've said that multiple, multiple times, that you are either going to serve Satan or serve the Lord. Um, one of those is a dead-end street. And the other goes on forever, as it tells us in John three sixteen. You know, it's it's funny we we see. I, I pulled out just curious. I, you I don't, broke out a big old. I, I, I broke out the Strong's concordance. <laughs> that is the biggest concordance I've ever seen. Yeah, this is the Strong's baby. This is the big one. That's a. I got a little. I got a little Strong's concordance, but I've, you could. I that could be used as a as a weapon. I think I've got I've got another one somewhere around here somewhere. Look, if it's ever flooding, don't carry that book with you. <laughs> so I mean, it's it's I mean, with reconciled, rec reconcile, reconciled, and reconciliation, reconciling. I mean, there is several. I mean, you 
Leviticus, 1 Samuel, Ezekiel, Ephesians, Colossians, Matthew, Romans, what we just talked about, 1 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians, and Colossians again. And then you have, you know, Ezekiel and Daniel and Corinthians and Hebrews. And, um, I mean, it's, you know, and you can only, you know, with reconciling, you know, we have trouble sometimes with that exact thing, with what God reconciled us through his son we have trouble reconciling the smallest of differences, right? Indeed. I'm looking something up. So, so it, it you know, it says, um, lost my page here. I like where it says now, hold on. Sorry, guys. Where are we at? I'm looking for the first reconciled. Where do we have that at? So, just a just a little side note here. I just looked up the definition of reconcile, mm-hmm. and it fits perfect. Even the secular definition fits perfectly to re, to restore friendly relations between two parties. So let's stir up the next question. Does that mean that God, before Jesus, what He did on the cross? Was, were we not friends? No, absolutely not. The word tells us that we were an absolute enemy of God. So, you know, so, and I love verse, verse eight. It says, but God shows his love for us in that while we were still sinners, that's one of the dogs clicking on the hallway, Christ died for us. So show much, so much love that while we're sinners, so much rebellion that we've shown. You know, during a time where you've got people that are abusing the sacrifices in the temple to make money. Well, they're they're abusing the temple itself. Well, yeah. I mean, but you've got people that are completely turning away from God. Mm-hmm. And in the midst of this, we see God send his son to die and be the sacrifice that ends all sacrifices. Well, that's the amazing part to me about the Trinity. You know, and and, and I simplify things in my mind as best I can to try to wrap my little pea brain around it. And in my mind, I picture them sitting on three physical thrones, conversating between one another. Even though they're of the same mind, they have the ability to conversate between one another. You, You can prove that in Jesus' ministry when he would pray to the Father that they are separate, although they're the same. And, you know, I picture God just ready to absolutely flick us out of existence, snap his finger, and it be over. And Jesus saying, no, please don't do that. Mm. Let me go do what you know I need to do. And the Holy Spirit coming in behind and saying, look, I know that once he does what he does, they're going to need someone to help them along, and I'm going to volunteer to do that. That's the way I picture this. But there you've got two of my favorite words in all of the Bible are right there at the beginning of verse 8, but God. Yeah. So Warren Wearsby in the Wearsby commentary states this, Paul argued from the lesser to the greater. If God saved us when we're enemies, surely he will keep on saving us now that we are his children. Mm Mm-hmm. There is a wrath to come, but no true believer will experience it. 
1 Thessalonians 1, 9 and 10, and 5, 8 and 10. Paul further argued that if Christ's death accomplished so much for us, so much for us, how much more will he do for us in his life as he intercedes for us in heaven? Saved by his life refers to Romans 4.25, raised again for on the account of our justification. Because he lives, we are eternally saved. Right? Absolutely. A will is of no effect until the death of the one who wrote it. Right. Then an, execu- an executor takes over and sees to it that the will is obeyed and the inheritance is distributed. But suppose the executor is unscrupulous and wants to get the inheritance for himself. He may figure out many devious ways to circumvent the law and steal the inheritance. Jesus Christ wrote us into his will, and he wrote the will with his blood. Luke twenty two twenty says, This cup is the New Testament in my blood, which is shed for you. He died so that the will would be in force. But then he arose from the dead and returned to heaven that he might enforce the will himself and distribute the inheritance. Thus, we are saved by his life. Let's look at the reconciliation with God, what it states in Wearsby. What it Wearsby states here. The word atonement means reconciliation, brought back into fellowship with God. The term is mentioned also in Romans 5.10. And in Romans 1.18-32, Paul explained how people declared war on God and because of this, deserved to be condemned eternally. But God did not declare war on humankind. Instead, he sent his son as the peacemaker that people might be reconciled to God. A review of these seven blessings of justification shows how certain our salvation is in Christ, totally apart from the law, as we've been talking about, Mm -hmm. and purely by grace, we have a salvation that takes care of of the past, the present, and the future. Christ died for us. Christ lives for us. Christ is coming for us. Hallelujah. What a Savior. That's good stuff. That's good stuff. So, <clears throat> are you back to looking stuff up? No, I was <laughs> I was reading the Scripture again. Um, I'm just, you know, it's, it's a rare moment in my life, and I mean this in all sincerity, that I'm almost at a loss for words because I'm overwhelmed at just the thought of what God did to make a way when there was no way, Mm -hmm. you know, I pray every night, certain parts of my prayer life at night are repetitive because I'm bathing the same things over and over in prayer. Yeah. And one of those is God, thank you for making a way when there was no way. Mm. Thank you for creating a path when there was no path. You know, the Bible refers to it as a great chasm, which no man could cross. If it weren't for the construction of the plan of salvation that took place, that bridge would have never been built. Yeah. Never. We would have been born. This would have been a fruitless life. We would have died and we would have been in torment. Mm. And... It, it really is. If you really try to wrap your mind around that gift, it's overwhelming. It, there's, there's knowing that, that it's a gift in which there's nothing you can do to earn it. There's nothing that you can do. I can do to keep it. And there's also nothing that you and I can do to give it away. Um, 
you it, it's just so difficult to comprehend the thought the love the compassion every word that's used to describe the fruits of the spirit were in the forefront of the father's mind when he allowed and you make no mistake he allowed Jesus to come because he's the father he's the head he could have vetoed it and said, nope, you're not going. I'm going to kill them all again. I'll start over. And, you know, that's why I think that the Bible refers to Jesus as our intercessor. He intercedes for God's wrath. He deflects. He took that wrath on himself. And if you don't think that God is wrathful or vengeful, you better go back and read what God says he is in his word. I am a jealous God. In other words, anything that we put before him, he is jealous of. Mm. Anything. Those Ten Commandments didn't go away. They're still just as as alive today and applicable in our lives today as they were the day that God himself etched them out on the stone tablets and handed them to Moses and said, take them to the people. They're just as valid. So when God tells you that he's jealous and he knows that he's jealous, it would be like going up to somebody with a, with a big old dog with a mouthful of teeth and he ain't afraid to show you his teeth and the owner's saying, that dog will bite you. You better listen. So God himself said that he was a jealous God, that we're to have no other gods before him, big or little G's. He's the one. He's the head cheese. He's the end-all, be-all, as he says in his word, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. I am that I am. Who should I tell them sent me? Tell them I am. Yet he allowed, he green-lighted, he, he stamped the okay for Christ to come, his only son, one and only, knowing full well that he was going to have to feel the separation because it said that all heaven turned its back on him mm. while he was on the cross. Yep. In the midst of being beaten, physically injured, and in no telling what kind of pain, then he feels the father rip himself away. He felt that. His blood being poured out, his 30-odd years spent on his life completely sinless, doing nothing but serving man. All of it leads to what we're talking about right here. And it is an overwhelming, astonishing, unbelievable gift that if somebody said, name something in your life, Luke, that you could do that would even be comparable, not on the same level, just comparable. I couldn't think. There's nothing in me. No amount of wealth, no amount of fame or prosperity could even be comparable. I mean, it's just that, but God stuff, man, you know, but God made a way that's not in the Bible, but God made a way. Well, too often we forget that, you know, while we're reconciled and while we receive forgiveness, we forget why we tend to forget that, right? Absolutely. The how, the when, the, the how, the what, the when, the why. We forget that every day. Mm-hmm. 
we forget about the bloodshed and the pain and the toil and the suffering that went into us being able to be reconciled through God. We take it for granted. You know when the only time people really, I think, remember it and think about it? Easter. Easter. Because it's in your face. Or when they go to an Easter drama or whatever. You don't look at it from a standpoint of, Every time I willingly do something that I know I ain't supposed to do, mm-hmm. I have just re-crucified the, the, the son. Well, you, you sit there and, you know, if you, if you sin, you should feel guilty. You should have a guilt. If, you mm-hmm. are, if you're truly reconciled, you should feel guilty. You should know. I mean, we're all going to make mistakes. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's inevitable. We're going to slip up. We're going to have fleshly desires. We're going to have human just just screw ups. But I think that there's a difference. There's a stark and marked difference between oops and yeah, that's what well, I'm going to do. You know, you can look at the habitual stuff. Yeah. You know, if, if, well, I'm sorry today, but I'm going to do it again tomorrow. <laughs> you know, if you willingly know you're going to go do it tomorrow and you're not trying to fix it, try, you're, you're not you trying to fix it. You're not taking God and, and just giving it all to him to allow you to fix it because it's an allowance. Right. Not to, well, I'll tell you what. I'm gonna I'm gonna go to a place that a lot of a lot of folks, especially men We're gonna get canceled over this, ain't we? Maybe. Okay. You go to church, you know, you're you're doing your 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 praise, you know, you, we all start we're 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 Baptists, you and I are, so we, we start with carry the pizza and we move up to hold my baby and we move up to, you know, I caught a fish this big, and ultimately our hands are up in the air, and we're squall bagging and praising the Lord. And Monday morning we get on the job site, and it's mother trucker this and Shoot. sunny beaches Man, that. Half the people don't even wait to get there; you know, they wait till they get to the to, my, to the Sunday lunch. My point to that is, is our worship and our prayers are designed to be a pleasing aroma in the nostrils of the Father. Mm. And when you do that, you stink. You stink, you reek, you're you're worse than the lost. Yeah. Because you've accepted the gift and then spit on it. Well, that would be, I, I would say, like, if you were sitting there and you had some awesome skill that you've inherited, some, some way you've gained this awesome skill, and yet you just squandered. Squandered. You just, you, you, you intentionally... Walk away and do the opposite of it. Yeah, especially when you know that you're supposed to be using it for God. And and life, life's, I mean, man, life's difficult. You've got situations, you've got jobs. But until we realize that if we place Christ in the forefront of the main thing, the main theme, listen to what I'm saying, the main theme of our day is God. And all else are just subsections. Mm-hmm. Everything falls under the realm of God, which it does anyway. Everything falls underneath the umbrella. But we need to understand the umbrella. We need to constantly be looking at what's above everything. And when we do that, when our focus is there, yeah, we can still be productive at work. We can still hit those deadlines. We can still make, you know, the, the we can still build that building the same way. We can still, you know, do our job the same way, design this, design that. But I promise you, your attitude will get better. Your life look, life outlook will get better. You know, it was funny today. I was driving down. If if you're 
live around here, we have this wonderful, great road called Highway 280. <laughs> and Highway 280, I'm going to tell you, is probably like turns three, four, and five at Talladega Super Speedway. That's a scab on your knee in a marathon. So, so I'm um, I'm driving down 280 today, and you know I'm over in the right lane, and I, I click my blinker on, and I check four or five times. And when I start going on, all of a sudden this little car just comes and Zips in there. I had to kind of slam on my brakes and kind of move over, and I drive a big truck, so it's a little difficult. And I kind of blew my horn at him. I just gave him a toot toot, and I got up behind him, and I I just kind of you know kind of pointed to my eyes like, hey, you need to look. Well, I got the middle finger. <laughs> that's a that's a California howdy, you know. And I'm just sitting there going, you know, man, I wasn't mad at you. I think I was on the phone with you. Yeah, I wasn't even mad. It's like, dude, you got to pay attention. You didn't even have your blinker on. I, I, I pro- you would have been the one getting injured because of the size of my truck oh, yeah, and the size of your car. Over. So, and it's just like, man, we go to such violence. And I'm just sitting there wondering, does he grace the doors or does he grace the opening of his Bible? Does he open his Bible? Does is he want? Does he, I mean, it, it, you know, I thought about the whole whole ride down because I was I was distant, probably two three hundred yards behind him, probably the whole way down into where I was going. You know, I wasn't going to get up beside him like, oh, you flicked me off. We need to stop and fight. I don't care to do that. Too old to fight. It hurts too much. Yes. Yeah. So, but it's, it's also, we have people that call people up, cuss people out, and then are claiming on social media, praise be to God, mm. glory, glory to his highest. And then you're talking like this. If you're, if, Social media is the worst thing for a front, for a mask, oh, it, than than uh, ever. You know, be, I can tell you this right now. Most people that post happy marriage photos, they're not happy. No, 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 absolutely not. And I've got a real-world scenario that I can point out because I just read about it today. And it's a debate. It's a this ongoing debate with with a bunch of these commentators and retired NBA players on who's the GOAT. Who's the greatest of all time? Mm. And you've got a solid split right now between LeBron James and Michael Jordan. And Shaquille O'Neal said it the best I've ever heard it said. He said, do you know what the difference in LeBron and Michael are? LeBron tells people he's the greatest. Other people say that Michael's the greatest. Yeah. I but, mean, you know, but, it's that mentality. But I just see, I just see reconciled, when I see reconciled, you know, that we're reconciled in Christ. That's the only way we were reconciled, right? Mm-hmm. We were justified by his blood. Yeah. If we're truly reconciled and we, he is our Lord and Savior, we're saved, we're baptized, we're all that good stuff. What in the world are we doing at stage, at, at set one? What are we doing still in the kindergarten class with diapers still on as Christians? It's easy that way. Why in the world are we not growing? You know, man, I, I, I've been telling you this, Luke. You know, I love, I mean, I, I don't read as much as I used to, but I still, you know, I got a ton of books here. But, you know, Luke and I have been talking that, you know, I've been expressing interest in the, in the fact that I want to build a, a uh, apologetics course at our church. Mm-hmm. And, and and I don't want to do it like, oh, put me on now. We'll do it. I want to do it in like a year and a half. I want to de- like develop it all, you know, reading books and developing it. Nobody wants to do that. Nobody wants to 
challenge themselves. Nobody wants to learn. Nobody wants to learn those things for some reason. Well, it's because we live in a hot pocket society. But we want to learn. Yeah. We want to learn. You know, I'm gonna use I'm gonna use a golf reference. We want to learn what the new Titleist driver does. What if it's got a twist face? We want to learn new, what the new balls are. What the new balls do. We want to learn what our son's baseball bat will do. We want to learn what you know travel ball team we can get on. We want to study travel ball teams so we can get on the best travel ball team. Well, right now you can see it in a lot of churches. How many end times studies are going on right now? You've yeah, got people that have skipped to the end of the Bible and have no idea how to defend their faith. Yep, they have no idea what their uh, what the sacrifice actually consisted of, and what Jesus said we should be doing with our time. I mean. If, if you want to talk about repaying a debt, because we're in debt, you talk about upside down in the debt, we're upside down in our salvation. Look at verse 10. Well, you're exactly right. But you know, you know what the funny, here, here's, here's absolutely hilarious right now. I am scrolling Facebook just, just cause I, I knew it was going to happen. Do you know how many people could take an opportunity to praise God but they are screaming roll tide because Bryce Young got taken number one. Yeah. Yeah. I get there it. You people. can you can be a fan, but are you are you doing are you doing what you need to do? Is Bry, do you know Bryce Young's favorite meal? Or do you know what God says in his word through Ephesians or Colossians or Daniel or Hosea? See, Rick Burgess went it's been probably well, no telling how many years ago. I was listening. Rick was talking about that when when he started really, really, really diving into ministry. He said, "You know, I'm ashamed to say," and he said this on air. You know, millions of people listening. I'm ashamed to say that I can sit here and probably tell you the stats and statistics of every NFL and the majority of the SEC teams, but I couldn't tell you what we studied about last Sunday at church. Well, I love what he says in his sermon. It's choosing Barabbas. Yes. It's choosing the world. Yes, you scream, give us Barabbas. You know, we sit there and we sit there on a Saturday and we sit there on a Saturday and no, nothing else can get in the way of nothing else can get in the way of an Alabama football game or an Auburn football game or a Tennessee or whoever you want. Oh, yeah, you for. prep all week. You, you prep all week and Saturday nothing can get in the way, but Sunday everything can get in the way of oh, going yeah. to church. Can't go because they lost. Yep. I'm going to be in a bad mood. Can't go because somebody might say something to me. Can't go because I got to mow. Yeah. You know, I tell you what, what's, you know, I saw something amazing and I'm going to, I'm going to shout him out. I really am. So little Jake Northcutt. Oh, man. So he, uh, picture. Yeah. So he, he, um, he, he was one of the ones that read, um, scripture on our Christmas episode, um, him and Easton. And so Jake, uh, is in the middle of baseball or football and baseball, I think, and just all these things. And Jake's a busy kid, uh, and his mom and dad are just great, great people. But, you know, you want to talk about just knowing and, and training and, and raising your kids up right. You want me to read it? Uh, yeah. Got did it right did you find it? Yeah. Okay. This is from our bro at church, Kevin Northcutt. And, uh, Kevin, I really hope that you and Jody don't mind this, but it just – it. It's obviously, I didn't know that it had touched Andy, but this brought me to tears. It said, last night, Jake, Jake seemed like he had something on his mind and just wasn't being himself. And 
little backstory on Jake. Jake is how old? I mean, he's second grade. Second grade, and this man, he when he looks oh, he up can, and talks to you, he quote, he's talking like he's like he's an old. Oh, Paul he Paul. can quote some scripture too. So he and uh, says uh, Jody. Jody asked him if anything was bothering him. That's his mama. He said no. He had been focusing so much on football, playing catch, and uh, in the backyard, and on the PlayStation that he felt bad that he had been reading his Bible or praying as much as he should be. He said he was going to get up at 5.30 in the morning. This is a second or third grade kid. Yeah. Get up at 5.30 in the morning so he could uh, he could spend some time with God. And I walked into his room to tell him bye at 5.45 this morning, and this is what I found when I opened his, listen to this, his closet door. This kid is in his closet, a prayer closet. And his daddy said, I need to be more like Jake, my hero. And there's a picture of Jake with his, he's sitting in his little jammies, in his closet with the light on, his Bible open, and he's praying. He's praying. So, and we have no time, apparently. I mean, God is convicting a Second grader. Well, God's convicting us, too. We just ignore it. That's what I was going to say. You know, a kid, we say, oh, kids are wild and kids don't mind. Nobody had to tell Jake to do this. Mm -mm. Jake listened to the voice of the father. And God saying, hey, Jake, come spend some time with me. Yeah. You know, we're talking about a kid that right now I wish I could be Jake. I mean, that is, he's an amazing He's an amazing person. I can absolutely not wait to see what God does with this well, kid's life. You know, but you know, you you want you want to be saved from the wrath of God. God wants every bit of us. He doesn't need it. He wants us. Everything we have, everything we should be, we owe we owe God so much. Oh man, that's why I said we were upside down in I mean, debt. And, and and that's the thing. This is not a, you know, this is not a. Well, what can I do to pay my debt quicker than the next no. person? No, we are all in debt for the same amount, and we ain't never going to pay. This it back. should just be ingratitude. Absolutely, everything. I mean, you just look at verse ten. If you if there's ever any wonder in a person's mind of why, let's see what does verse ten say. For if when we were if when we were enemies we were reconciled to God through the death of His Son, just that part right there. He's telling you that you were my enemy, but I still let y'all kill my son so that you would have a chance. And then much more by being reconciled, we shall be saved by His life. He gave His life. So that we could be saved. Yep. He gave, he gave, he gave, he gave. He, that's all Jesus ever did was gave. And what we should do is give to God. Right. Instead, we just take. And that's not a monetary thing. I mean, yeah, while we do have the tithing deal, but we should give our time, our devotion, our praise, our efforts to grow the kingdom in every way possible. I mean, it's, you know, I'm not bragging or I'm not trying to get any toots on my horn or anything like that. But, 
you know, there are many, there are many a Thursday nights and, and, you know, a couple months ago it was, it was Sundays, many a Thursdays and Sundays were, we didn't want to be sitting here. Oh, we're beat. I mean, Luke, you mow grass on a daily basis to, to support your family. And, you know, I, I'm out the door at five thirty every morning and get home at six at night. And it's, it's difficult, but this is the platform that God has placed in our path. This is the, this is what God has called us to do. God has called us to be in this position right now. And, you know, the problem is, is a lot of people go, well, you know, God, I can do something the other way. No, 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 no. You don't get to choose. That's right. You don't get to choose this. What makes you think that you can choose? Do you think you can choose how you got reconciled by God? See, that, that's a load of crap. That's where you're, you're digging a hole and you won't put down the shovel. You're digging a hole to hell. <laughs> that's what you're I mean, doing. And, you know, it just, it, it boggles me. We just, we lose so, we, I mean, we just, it's almost like we're, it's clear as day, we're good, and then all of a sudden we just fog up real fast. And it's a pile up at that point. So, I don't know if I'm stirring the dog up outside or not, but he is clicking up a storm out there. I mean, he sounds like he's tap dancing. Absolutely. But, so, that's the thing. If you're called, we're all called to something. We're all given a special talent, you know, whether if it's speaking, whether if it's, you know, I mean, this is, I mean, this is by far what I argued and ran from this calling. And, and it's, you know, there's several people that'll tell you that too. And others run from their calling, but when you realize it and you embrace it and you know it, it may be a challenge. It may be difficult, but ultimately it's going to glorify God. And it's going to bless you. Oh, man, I ran from my calling for 20 years. Yeah. And my life was an absolute train wreck in and outside of the church, in my spiritual life and in my secular life, because I wasn't in the will of God. I was skirting it. Yeah. You know, I was taking I was taking side streets and surface streets, but I wasn't on the highway that God had planned out for me. Mm. And is any of that to say that walking the path that you're, you're sure that God has for you is easy? <laughs> No, 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 no. Um, There are multiple things that happen in, in my life that, that are just, they're, they're tooth grinding. They're okay. God, why do I got to do this? Yeah. It's okay to say, why do I got to do this? It's okay to say, I don't want to do this. It's not okay to say, I'm not going to do this. Yeah. One ain't gonna are two different things. And you have to realize that, Verse 11 here, you know, it says, and not only that, everything that we just talked about, and not only that, but we also rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we now have received the reconciliation. You received it. It, it, it It's not like it was just dumped on you. It was a gift. Again, a gift that was freely given. If somebody walked up to you and said, I want to give you this briefcase, and inside this briefcase is $10 million, I just want to give it to you. I bet you would take it. Yeah. I bet you would tell everybody you knew about it. I bet that if it was somebody that was in your circle of people, you would be bragging on them, you know, telling everybody what an awesome person they are. Yeah. You would be fixing them barbecue and taking it over. Hey, man, you want me to come get your trash cans? And all that crap fades away. 
every bit of it melts away. Yeah. I mean, just at, just, you know, like you take a snowflake and put it under hot water, it's gone. Never see it again. But when it comes to Jesus, he gives us life. He gives us abundant life. He gives us eternal life. And it wasn't free. Yeah. It, oh man, again, we go back to the crucifixion. We go back to the persecution. Um, I, I tell you what, if you took the all of that that Jesus went through out of it, and you just look at what the apostles went through over the next few years, you know, look at Stephen. Stoned. I mean, Peter, standing there, Peter crucified upside, upside down. down. So, uh, who I was mean, it on the X? Who was it on the... Who was crucified on the X? I don't remember. Yeah. You know, how many times did they try to kill Paul? Mm -hmm. How many? They they tried to stone him, what, two or three times? Yeah. Snake bit, shipwrecked, spent most of his ministry in prison without cause. No cause they held that man in prison. Still glorify God. The whole time. Peter in prison, too. Had the opportunity to run Paul and Silas in jail, the earthquake. The guard was about to kill himself, and he said, hey, man, we're still here. Mm -hmm. Glorifying God where they were because of the gift that they had received. You know know who realized – well, and it's funny. You see – you you talk about all those, but you you see the one one person that didn't understand the reconciliation, the forgiveness. Judas. Judas. That's why he went and hung himself. Yeah. Because it was guilt tripping. It was all about him. Yeah, it was too late. It was all about him. Tried to give the money back. Yeah. You know, try to tell them don't do it, but it was too late. You know, take your silver. So, so as we kind of wrap up, it it doesn't seem like we've been sitting here for 50 minutes, but we're, we've been sitting here for 50 minutes. What was that noise? I have no idea. Um, You're so, a very noisy podcast. I know. Shut up, Luke. Um, so, at, We've been sitting there for 50 minutes. So, Look, you just did it again. I'm sorry. I'm ch- the thing seems like it's leaning. You always here. tell me, don't, don't, whatever you do, don't make no noise. And you're over, bang, 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 bang. <sighs> Come on, Bob the Builder, finish that house. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, as we finish up, um, Christ came and, and, and died on the cross and rose for this reconciliation and justification. You know, but, there's steps out there that we have to take, right? Absolutely. And you know that's 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 acknowledging that he came to this world, this earth. He lived a perfect life. He died on the cross for our sins, bloodshed, buried and raised three days later. That we have to confirm and believe that. For us to 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 fall into the category of reconciled, that's where the reconciliation happens. That's where the justification happens, and that's where the sanctification starts. Starts. That's starts. the key. Starts. Starts. Because you, you don't finished. you don't entirely sanctify until you until you enter until you look up and say, "Oh, hey, Jesus." Oh, good. And you hope that you hear that word, that sentence. Well done, good and faithful <laughs> servant. Enter you into the kingdom of heaven. So, you know, if you're thinking, if your thought, if your heart, your conscience is sitting there going, man, I just don't know. I just don't know if I'm living my life right. You know, you maybe have doubts that you are saved, that you fall into this, this, this group that is reconciled. You know, 
it's time. That's not that. That's not you. That's that's the Holy Spirit piercing you to make you feel it. That is that is your heart being pierced right there. Yep. Take the opportunity. Don't miss the opportunity. That is the reason free will. You have every opportunity to deny it, but you have every opportunity to accept it. That's right. And I promise you, the accepting is going to be a lot more. the The end result of accepting is going to be a lot more beneficial than the end result of denying. That's right. You don't have to be in a church. You don't have to be talking to a preacher uh, right where you're at. Build an altar to the Lord. So, guys, as we close out tonight, we hope that uh, you've enjoyed this episode. We are we, we're moving a little bit. We're going through several verses at a time now. <laughs> well, we don't want our audience to die off before we're done. That's Well, you know, at least they'll be in glory. <laughs> so. <laughs> Well, we're on the rapture plan with Romans right now. That's right. Um, so, but no, guys, we we definitely appreciate y'all listening. A thousands uh, a blessing. We never thought when we started that we would even come close to that. I thought that it would just be us listening to it to make sure we didn't sound stupid. Well, and what's crazy is I was sitting there just thinking, kind of daydreaming one the other day, and I was like, man, just w- one day we're going to get to a million. You think we'll still be alive? I, I I just think that our trusted and true and devoted people yeah. that listen, the Thrivites or whatever, can we call them that? I don't know. Thrivonians. Thrivon- yeah, Thrivonians. So y'all Thrivonians, word of mouth to future Thrivonians, all for the glory of God. That's we'll right. be listening. So. That's right. But we're going to close out in prayer, and then we'll kind of go through what we always do, the logistics of uh, how you can contact, how you can book, and all that good stuff. All you got to do is axe on that. Just axis. Axis if we want to come speak, and I'm probably going to say yes. Luke, hmm? close us out in prayer. Well, you, well, you know, this has been great. <laughs> I mean, it really has. It's got my mind churning. And, you know, before I pray for us, you know, God's really just put this on my heart that, you know, if we're preaching to a captive audience here, that's wonderful. Mm. But if we're preaching to a captive audience, they should be taking this out, this message, not what we're saying, but this message that's contained in your heart and in the scripture, taking it out into the darkness because every light that you light is a kick to the enemy's ribs. I mean, you know, the enemy is a drowning man, and he's going to try to take everybody down that he can with him. Your job as a Christian, per the word of the Lord and the Great Commission, is to go. That's a, that's a verb. Make disciples. It's another verb. Of all nations. That's your job. You don't have to be holier than thou. You don't have to be a Bible thumper. Be a good Christian. Tell people about Jesus. Even if you think they already know Jesus, tell them about Jesus. Because that's what happened to me. I knew who Jesus was. I had a head knowledge of Jesus. My pastor thought that I was saved. I thought that I was saved until somebody presented the gospel to me in a way that the Holy Spirit opened my ears. He who has ears, let him hear. And I heard. I heard the voice of the Holy Spirit telling me it was time. Now it's time. Even though I knew I was called at 13 years old to do what I'm doing right now. 
not necessarily podcasting, but to proclaim the gospel and stand on the truth. I knew. God has a plan for every person here. If you don't know what that plan is, I can promise you this. It's not to just sit on the gospel and keep it to yourself. That was never a part of any of God's plan for any of his children, Jew or Gentile. Doesn't matter. If you're bathed in the blood of Christ, saved, reconciled to the Lord, and coming home to heaven one day, you are to take the gospel. It is to be under your arm at all times. In this day and age, there's no reason that every one of us shouldn't have a Bible with us at all times because I would guarantee that 100% of the audience that we have here has a smartphone. And you can have not only a Bible, you can have 100 translations in one app. Does it cost you a dime? Yeah. So, Man, but I can't wait until next week. Yeah? Because we get to talk about the free gift. Yes. Oh, it's going to be a good one. Yeah. All right, let me pray. Yep. Father God, thank you for this day. Thank you for the rain that we had today, Father. I just It reminds me of the washing that you give us all. Father, you, you, we step outside in the spring air after it's rained, and everything smells fresh. It smells clean. And, Father, it's, just, it's, it's the way that we smell when we're bathed in your blood, Father. We're fresh, and we're clean and presentable unto you, Father. Even though that our, our best works are as of filthy rags and none are righteous, not one. Father, I thank you for your righteousness. I thank you for your holiness and I thank you for the work that you did. Father, you made a way when there was no way. You made a path when there was no path. Although there are still obstacles on our path, Father God, We know that you're there to provide us a map through your holy word, through your written word, and you give us guides and brothers and sisters in Christ to help us navigate our obstacles, to help us climb our mountains, to help us get out of the weeds when we stray. Father, I thank you for Andy. I thank you for the dedication and the work that he puts into this podcast. Financially, spiritually, emotionally. Father, I thank you that he is focused on his Kairos time. Father, just thank you so much for that. I thank you for his family. I thank you for Jennifer, and I thank you for Easton being willing to sacrifice, spending a little time away from him while he's been gone all day. I just thank you for their willingness and understanding of that, Father. Father, I thank you for each and every one of our listeners. Father, I just pray a hedge of protection around them. I pray that if there's one that doesn't know you, that today be the day that they come home. And Father, if there's one that is uh, straight away, that they come back. They come back to the road. They come back to the narrow road. And they link up with other brothers and sisters to help keep them on the right path. Because Father, your word tells us that the road to destruction is broad. And it's not broad, Father, because it's easier to walk. It's broad because it's going to be crowded. And finally, Father, I just I pray that we take that knowledge combined with the knowledge of you and we try to rescue people off of that broad road. 
All these things we ask in your son's holy name. Amen. Amen. All right. So, guys, uh, how do you get in touch with us? Andy at thethriveministry.com or Luke at thethriveministry.com. I think it'd be kind of cool to get a note with a carrier pigeon. That'd be kind of cool. Okay. Well, if they can find a pigeon and put a note on it and get it here, that's fine. I mean, couldn't you just, like, you wake up in the morning and there's a pigeon with a note tied to his foot? <laughs> sure. Sure. Somebody's going to put a dead pigeon in your mailbox. That's gross. Um, I'll but you can go to our website at www.thethriveministry.com. Um, we do have a website, and it's great because you can see nothing changing because I haven't done it. Uh, but we do have the podcast. Every podcast that we release goes into the website immediately. Um, it's built like that. Archived. It's archived, so you can go in there and look at the platforms. You can get your podcast on all sorts of different platforms, Google Google Cast, Spotify, um, um, Apple Podcasts. Did you say Spaghettify? Spaghettify. Um, There's some others out there, but, uh, you know. Anchor. We can't leave out Anchor. Yeah, Anchor is kind of our, Anchor is our deal, but it's now Spotify for podcasters. That's who I listen to through Spotify. It's easy, man. Yeah, so. It's all easy. It's free. Um, you know, if you feel like if you want to, you know, your church wants the book um, for a speaker for your men's ministry event, um, even if it's just for a men's night, you got a Bible study group and you just, you know, you want somebody to come bring the lesson, holler at us. We'll come. Or just invite us. We'll come to your men's Bible Absolutely. study. Listen. Um, I can tell you this. I'm not going to be quiet. If you're, if you're dealing with just trying to figure out, you know, how to grow your men's ministry or what to do in the next steps of your men's ministry, holler at us. We'd love to come sit down, kind of give you some, you know, some put some heads together to see, you know, where we can go curriculum wise, uh, how we can encourage your men, how you can grow the men, how you can prepare the men, and uh, ultimately how you can just get those men more spiritually led. Uh, but we want to be, you know, there for every way every way we can uh we want to promote your men's ministry if so if you need something promoted we'll be more than happy to do that uh but just shout us out we are um we're growing we're new we're still in our infancy we're about a year old now still pooping our pants we are but we're getting there that's right getting body trained but guys i want y'all to have a great rest of the week it's going to be a beautiful weekend where we live in alabama um we're excited about the future and what's coming up all the events we have coming up and, um, you know, it's just going to be, we're just, God's got, God's got things moving. Hey, you know what I want to do? Mm. I want to go find a big old chunk of lead, about five pounds and carry it around. That way, when you ask somebody, Hey, why don't you do that? And they say, I don't feel lead. Say, we're here to feel this. And now you felt lead. So, <laughs> well, guys, if y'all feel lead, Luke will be more than happy to give you some lead and y'all thrive on.